The Sunday School video for today covers the story of Joseph, and you can find a link to that video in the description of this video below. To him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his glorious presence to God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be at 
for the past several weeks, these different statements where Jesus says, I am something. But did you know there's a few times in John's gospel where Jesus just simply says, I am? Now, the significance of the statement, I am, is the fact that God himself says that he is the I am. And I believe what we see in Jesus's words is that he is saying that he is God in the statements whenever he says, I am. Now, I will admit that in this lesson, uh, some people might think that I'm kind of reading too much into it and kind of piecing together things that, that uh, maybe shouldn't be pieced together. And if that's the case, you know, and if, if that's what you believe and, and you think that maybe I'm connecting these things a little too much, you know, I still think it's okay because each one of these times that we look at it, even if Jesus is not saying that he is the I am, we find out something great about Jesus. And also, let's also state this too, that whenever you look at Jesus, there's plenty of evidence from John's gospel and other gospels as well, that Jesus is God in the flesh. I mean, even from the very first chapter, uh, John makes that connection. And he says that in the beginning was the word. And then in verse 14, he says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus most certainly is the I am. Let's take a look at some of these passages, though, in John's gospel. And let's see what, uh, uh, what, what you think about them. John chapter 13. Now, this passage is one that we looked at last week. This is the Last Supper, and Jesus takes on the role. You know, he is the teacher, he is the Lord, he is the master, but he takes on the role of a servant, and he washes their feet. But then he makes this interesting statement that, that they're not all clean. You know, that they are clean, but not every single one of them. What is he talking about there? We know, of course, that he's talking about Judas, that Judas was one who decided to not bear fruit and to go on and to be like uh, the rest of the disciples and to follow Jesus. He decided to betray Jesus. And he was right there at this meal whenever they were participating in, whenever Jesus was washing their feet. He was one of those that he washed the feet of. And then we get this whenever we pick up in verses 18 through 20. Jesus says, I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen. But this is to fulfill the passage of scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. So here what Jesus is saying in this midst is, is he does say that he's telling them these things so that whenever they are fulfilled, they are still going to believe, in his words, believe that I am who I am. Now, I mean, that, that sounds an awful lot like whenever God says that he is the I am. But here in this statement, who is Jesus? I mean, obviously, we see even from this chapter that he has given this, this wonderful example that, that he is one who is, you know, not just a, a regular human being. There's something different about him. There's something unique about him. He has a very specific role. And he wanted them to know whenever things look tough, whenever it, it looks like even the closest people have turned against Jesus. I mean, Judas is one of the very close people to Jesus, and he's going to turn against him. Whenever you're in that dark of a situation, he still wants to give his disciples something to hold on to, to know that, that Jesus really is the one who he said that he would. And we can hold on to that too. We can believe, just like what Jesus says, believe that I am who I am. So who is Jesus? 
Well, we've been looking at it uh, about those different statements of where Jesus says that, that, you know, he is this thing or that thing. You know, he is uh, the light of the world. He's the door. He is uh, the way, the truth, the life, and, and so many others that we could look at and that we have been looking at. But then Jesus also makes that statement, I am who I am. Well, God himself made that statement all the way back in the book of Exodus to Moses. Let's look at that conversation between Moses and God. In Exodus chapter 3, this is among the burning bush. We're going to look at verses 1 through 15. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask, what is his name? What shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you would say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name shall call me from generation to generation. God is the only one who can make this statement. I am who I am. And this is this statement about I am that's connected to the name that uh, that we might know and, and we might kind of translate it as Yahweh or maybe Jehovah. All of that is, is talking about the I am. It means we get from here in this, this passage, it means that he always is, you know, whether that be past, present or future, he is there. He is the one who can make the statement, I am. He's always been in the past. He's always present and he's always in the future. I mean, isn't that a wonderful thought to think about how he's really, I guess we might even kind of say it like this today, that he's outside of time. I mean, he's the creator of time. He's the creator of everything around us. He is our God that we worship. And this, this is wonderful to know that, that he can make that statement about I am. We also see that this is going to be his name forever in verse 15. The name that he shall be called from generation to generation. And he's also called that even today. Some of our songs even refer to uh, the I am, talking about uh, God. And maybe even some of our songs even reference that I am statement with Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, whenever he was here, he made that statement about I am a few times. And I believe when you look at those times that he used that, it kind of seems like his audience recognized it and realized he was saying just a little bit more than, you know, yeah, that's that's me. I, I, I'm that guy that you're talking about. No, I think he's saying more than that. I think he did say that he was, that he is, the I am. Let's look at some of those occasions. In John chapter 4, now this is a conversation that Jesus had with a woman at the well. Now she was an outsider because, you know, she's a, a Samaritan. He's a Jew. There's there's a lot of things about that. But it's it's amazing he has this conversation with her. Verse 25 and 26. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Okay, let me state this. At the very least, what Jesus is saying here is that he is the Messiah. Now, I think he's saying more than that. And you might look at this and you might think, okay, well, he never exactly said I am. He said, I am he. 
Okay, let me just explain something about the, the Greek here. And I'm not going to get into great detail about it. Just recognize this, that the word uh, that is used here in Greek or the way that the Greek language is used, whenever he says, I am, it also has that he connected with it. Uh, we don't really exactly do this in English because we don't just kind of add on uh, some of these pronouns to our words as we as we speak them. But but Greek does that and several other languages. So, you know, if you know another language, um, you, you might know that there are some other languages that do that. We don't really do that uh, in, in English, though. So whenever he made that statement that's translated, I am he, it's the same as I am. So Jesus most certainly in this passage whether you think he's saying that he is the I am or not, he most certainly is saying that he is the Messiah. And I believe we can also see that he is saying more than that. More than that most certainly is true. But this passage right here, maybe this isn't the strongest occasion that he says that, but we definitely know that he is talking about that he's the Messiah. He's that Christ. He's that one that they've all been waiting for. Not just the Jewish people. We get from this passage, the Samaritans were waiting for that Messiah too. But you know, there's other times that Jesus says, um, that he is the I am. And I think the other times that we look at, we can see even more evidence that he is making the statement that he is the I am. Let's look at a few chapters later in John chapter 8 now. In John chapter 8, verses 23 through 25, but Jesus continued, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am he You'll indeed die in your sins. Who are you, they asked. Just what I've been telling you from the beginning, Jesus replied. Okay, so let's let's pause here. I know that we, we jumped in the middle of the conversation and we're not even finishing out this conversation, but that's okay because I think that there's a lot that we can get already from this statement. And as far as the rest of that conversation, we've looked at it not too long ago in, uh, in some of the sermons um, from just kind of a few weeks ago of, this conversation with Jesus and, and those that he's talking with right here. But he makes that statement in verse 24 that if you do not believe that I am he, you will indeed die in your sins. Now, I believe, just like from that other passage, I believe that what he's saying is that he is the I am. But he most certainly is saying something very powerful. Even if he's not saying that he is the I am, he is saying that we have to believe in him. If we don't believe in him, we are going to end up dying in our sins. That's because Jesus is the one who brought salvation. He is the one who made a way for us. And obviously from this passage, they recognized he was saying something powerful because that's why they ask in verse 25, who are you? They recognize that if just a human being, just a regular human being said some of the things that Jesus is saying right here, it would just be so weird. Jesus was more than just a regular human being. He is God in the flesh. So whenever they ask, who are you? Jesus' response is, just what I've been telling you from the beginning. What has he been telling them from the beginning? Well, we know this. You know, you know this. We've looked at this in the past several weeks about the different I am statements that Jesus made. That's some of what Jesus said uh, and that he's been telling them from the beginning. The passage we just looked at from John 4, he most certainly has been telling them that he is the Messiah. So he's been telling them a lot about who he is. And I believe here we see that he is the I am. And that we need to believe that he is the I am in order to not die in our sins. But he has even more to tell them in this chapter. And in more times he uses that statement about I am. If you were to look just at verse 24, I could see how maybe, you know, maybe he's not saying that he is the I am. I think he is. Maybe he isn't. 
But let's look at the other times he uses that statement. I think in this chapter, he most certainly uses it as he is making the statement that he is the I am. A few verses later, in verses 28 through 29, Jesus, uh, we read this. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. So once again, uh, already in this passage, uh, we've seen that he's the Messiah. We've seen that, that we have to believe in him in order to be saved, to receive the salvation. We see from this passage that he is the Son of Man. Because he says, when you've lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. And we also see this close connection that he has from the Father. That he's been sent from the Father, the Father always is with him, and he always is pleasing the Father. There's this close connection between, between Jesus and his heavenly Father. And we also see this statement, again, that he is making, I am. But the final time in this chapter where he makes that statement, I am, if you, if you don't think this one is the one that he's saying, I am, and if you don't think that other one was, this, this next one most certainly is. Now let's look at verses 54 through 59 of John 8. Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple gardens. Okay, so all of these other times, if you don't think Jesus was saying that he is the I am, whenever you look at this passage, I think it's really hard to, to make it fit anything else. I think that we see in verse 58, very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. Now, how could he be existed before Abraham was born unless he is the I am? I believe what we see from here in Jesus is that he is making the statement that he is the I am. He is the one who always has been, who always is, and who always will be. It's statements that are connected with God himself. It's the way that God revealed himself, that he is the only being who's ever present. But now we see that Jesus is making the same claims about himself. That's because before Abraham was ever born, Jesus already existed. He was already there because he is. But this is not the only time in John's gospel we see this. A few chapters later, we see it again. This time in John chapter 18, verses 1 through 9. Now, this is whenever Jesus is, is being arrested. And we see this conversation here, this powerful statement that Jesus makes. Let's look at it together. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it that you want? 
Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said, and Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. So here we see a powerful statement. And by this, yes, you could read it that he's just saying, oh, he's Jesus of Nazareth. But I believe their response shows us that he was saying more than just that. He is saying more than just that he is Jesus of Nazareth. Whenever he says, I am, as translated, I am he, I believe he is saying that he is the I am. I believe that Jesus is the I am. I believe that he always has existed. He always will exist. Even though these people were coming to him to essentially, at least eventually, put an end to his life, it really didn't kill him. Not ultimately. I mean, yes, it ended his physical life for a time, but he raised up from the dead. That's because he is life. He is the I am. He's always been. He always is. He always will be. And I want to leave you with one final passage from the book of, of Revelation. Once again, from the, the hand of, of John, still recording these things. But in, in Revelation chapter 1, I want us to, to take a look at whenever Jesus appears to John for the first time in, in this, this revelation. Let's look at what's stated here. This is how John responds after he sees Jesus. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. See, Jesus says here in, in Revelation 1 verses 17 through 18, that death doesn't have the final say in Jesus' life because Jesus is life. He is the I am. He's always going to exist. He always has existed. That's why we can put our faith in him. That's why we can put our hope in him. That's why we must believe in him. Going all the way back from to the very first passage we looked at this morning, we need to believe that as Jesus said, I am who I am. Whenever we believe that, we can receive salvation by following him, by following the way that he has laid out, because he holds the keys of death and of Hades. He holds all of this power. He conquered death, and he gave us a promise that he will conquer our death as well. He is the I am. Let us worship the I am always, so that we will be with him forever. Come without money, come without price. Jesus has made the great sacrifice. Gladly he suffered our Calvary. He the great call, salvation is free. Here's his call so tenderly. Incline mine ear and come unto me. Here's his call so tenderly. Lord, while he may be found, he in grace and truth.